to the I Should Have Known podcast with Soups, Andy, and Tanner. It's a trivia podcast with a twist. Each episode, we dive into an interesting topic, and the host will share four big facts about it. But beware, one of those facts is total BS. Play along with the others to try to figure out which one is the lie, and by the end, you'll be saying, I should have known. To the I Should Have Known podcast. I'm Andy. And today, Tanner is going to tell us some founding legends of European cities. But beware, because one of those legends is total BS. So guess along with me and see if you can figure out which one is the lie. That's right. So I made up one of these from scratch. This episode is all about stories and legends. So it's kind of like the Halloween spooky stories episode. So it's not like one of these legends is truly how the city got its name. (laughs) Okay, yes. If any of our listeners don't know what legends are, then yes. I mean, technically none of these things really happened. Right. They're all legends people tell about their cities, except one that you made up. That's right. Yes. Well, we here at I Should Have Known, we all live in Kraków, Poland, and... Because of, you know, how the podcast works with the game, there's no way Tanner could fool us <laughs> on the founding legend of our city of Krakow. But I think a lot of our listeners probably don't know it. So I thought I would just tell that legend for fun. So this is kind of a little bit of a bonus at the beginning. This is not a questionable one. This is really just the legend as far as I know it, having lived here. Yeah, it's a good example of yeah, one of these legends. It's a good example of a legend and it's a pretty cool legend. I'm interested to see if any other European cities have any legends nearly as cool as as (laughs) Krakow's founding legend. So, legend of the founding of Krakow. So, in the city, there's this big hill called Wawel Hill. Now, there is a big castle on it. And there is a real cave in this hill. And the legend goes that a dragon lived in it. You can actually go to this cave today. If you're ever visiting Krakow in the summer, it's really just a cave and not even a really (laughs) impressive one. But a dragon used to live in it. And this dragon was terrorizing the nearby town and had a particular taste for young women, apparently, (laughs) as dragons do. And according to the legend, basically, the dragon ate all the young women. And the only one left was the princess, whose name was Vonda or Wanda. So the king, now he cared about the young women because the only one left was his daughter. And he offered her hand in marriage if you slay the dragon, you know, so classic slay the dragon, win the princess. So a bunch of people tried and failed. And finally, this enterprising young cobbler came up with this unique idea. He took a sheep and somehow stuffed it full of brimstone or sulfur and kind of offered it to the dragon, I guess, as a little appetizer (laughs) before he went out and ate the princess. So the dragon eats the sheep. And because it had the sulfur inside, he was really thirsty. (laughs) So the dragon went to the river and the Wisła River which runs all the way through Poland and is a really important river in Polish geographic and cultural history. It's right next to the hill. Mm -hmm. So this dragon went out to the Wisła and just started drinking and drinking and drinking the water. And he drank so much water, he exploded. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually the legend. He explodes. So this cobbler gets to marry the princess and they built a castle on top of the hill, because now the hill's safe, and that's Vabel Castle, which you can visit. I live about five-minute walk from this <laughs> castle and visit it quite frequently. 
So that's how the city was founded. And depending on the legend, either the king's name or the cobbler's name was Krakus or Krak or some legends call him Scuba. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter, but someone's name was Krakus or something. And so that's where the name Krakuf comes from. And the city was founded on this hill where there was a dragon. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of dragon-related things. Smoke Vavelski is a major symbol of the city, and there's a statue right outside the castle that actually breathes fire, <laughs> like real actual fire shoots out of its mouth, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I think it's definitely one of the better legends. Yeah. Anytime a dragon is involved, I think, in a legend, it's improved. Yeah, that's the founding legend for Krakow, where we live, and because we live here, and I've heard this legend so many times, <laughs> I don't think Tanner would have been able to fool me, so I, I, that was a little bonus for our listeners. Now Tanner is going to tell us four legends of which one is a lie. So right. let's see if we can figure out which one Tanner made up and which three are real legends. Okay. For legend number one, let's travel to Barcelona, Spain. Ooh, I like Barcelona. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of my top 10 cities in Europe, I think mm-hmm. I'd say. Do you ever wonder where the name came from? Um, no. Okay. So just like Krakow, there's a legendary story about the founding or the naming of the city. Okay. So they're all where the name came from. Oh, okay. So no, I mean, I've never thought about where Barcelona came from. I mean, honestly, because like there are so many legends and things for so many places that it is hard to tell what's real. Mm-hmm. Where did the name really come from? Right. You know, just to back up a little bit, I think most of these legends came about because people don't know where the names come from. They just sprout up. Yeah, I should say that with historical linguistics, if you're looking at the actual history of the name Krakow, probably has nothing to do with the legend at all. Probably wasn't named for a person. Yeah, people want to give their cities a cool, mysterious foundation. So I think that's where they invent these legends or that's how they get passed on. Yeah. All right. Legend number one. Barcelona, Spain was named for its Carthaginian founder, Hamilcar Barca. So here's how the story goes. The Romans defeated Carthage in Sicily during the First Punic War. Mm -hmm. Then the Carthaginian general, Hamilcar Barca, took his forces back to Africa to regroup. He trained a new army and headed to Spain with his son, Hannibal, to try to expand the empire of Carthage. In 230 BCE, after years of fighting the Iberians, he gained land on the coast of Spain, founded a city, and named it after his family, Barcino. And he died two years later, and his son would famously go on to fight the Romans with elephants in the Alps. And lose spectacularly. (laughs) Definitely one of the best losers in history, for sure. Hannibal's cool. Okay, well, this seems a little bit less legendary and more historical to me, Mm -hmm. since Hannibal and Varka were real people who really did exist. Right. I guess the question is, did they found Barcelona? (laughs) Are there any kind of like symbols in the city dedicated to this? No, not that I could find. All right. Well, it seems pretty reasonable to me. And I know that Cartagena, for example, Mm -hmm. that just means Carthage. That's right. Yeah. So it's like new Carthage. So I feel like I remember that they went to Iberia after getting kicked out of what is now Italy. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's not very believable to me. Yeah. All right. Legend number two. Antwerp, Belgium was named for throwing a giant's hand in a river. All right. Okay. This is what I want from a legend. Yeah. There must be a river apparently and I need (laughs) need some fantasy creatures. Mm -hmm. Antwerp. Okay. So the legend goes. 
In northern Belgium, around the 3rd century, an evil giant patrolled a river, demanding expensive tolls from the sailors. If they didn't pay, the giant would cut off their hands. Man. But one day, a Roman soldier and the nephew of Julius Caesar challenged the giant to a fight. The soldier defeated the giant, cut off one of the giant's hands, and threw it in the river. And this action of throwing a hand was immortalized in the name of the city built up on that spot, Hand Verpen, from the verb Verpen to throw, or in Dutch, Antwerpen, which is their name for Antwerp. Huh. Okay. I like the poetic justice of cutting off the giant's hand. <laughs> I think that giant definitely got what he deserved. <laughs> a Roman did this? Okay. Why doesn't it have a Latin name then? You know, if you think about like Paris or London or other cities kind of nearby where the Romans went, mm -hmm. they have names from Latin. Right. So then if you're saying Antwerp is a Germanic name, mm -hmm. that seems a little suspicious <laughs> to me. Okay. Yeah. Antwerp does have a statue of this. There's a statue of a handless giant? There's a statue of a man throwing a giant's hand. Oh, how big of a giant are we talking? I don't know why I find that important, but <laughs> like how big is the hand? The hand's like as big as the guy's head. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. That's a giant's hand. Yeah. Okay. There are some symbols in the city of this. Mm -hmm. There's a statue. Do they have like hands as like a symbol? Hands on their coat of arms. Uh -huh, yeah. A regional dish, Antwerp hands. They're cookies baked in the shape of hands. Okay. The legend, I mean, legends are whatever. Do I think you could have made that up? Maybe. <laughs> but the linguistic part is kind of suspicious to me, but okay. I would like to hear the other legends. Okay. Move on to legend number three. Tbilisi, Georgia was named for the hot springs where a king's falcon died. Okay. So this is a city I have been to a few times, and there are hot springs there. So starting out pretty reasonable. <laughs> Tell me the legend. Okay. Around 500 CE, King Gorgasali of the Caucasus was hunting with his falcon. He spotted a pheasant and sent his falcon to retrieve it. It didn't return, so he and his men went searching for it. They found that it had fallen into a hot spring with the pheasant and died. The king decided to found a city on the spot and name it for the bird's death, and the old Georgian word Tpili meant warm. So Tpilisi meant warm place, and then this came to be known as Tbilisi. Okay. That's an interesting one because the name kind of sounds like that just could be the name and that the legend is another thing. Like if it, the name just means warm, mm -hmm. there's no reason that that has to have anything to do with a falcon. <laughs> right, right. It I think it's more like yeah, the, the discovery of the city. Okay. Yeah. It, it doesn't translate to falcon's death yeah. or pheasant or anything. Yeah. Yet. That would better fit the whole legendary thing. But okay. Like, you know, the, the name is what it is, but this idea that it was founded because of this falcon dying. Mm-hmm. That's believable, I suppose, as yeah. far as it's believable that that would be a legend. Right. Tbilisi is really cool. And yes, we consider Georgia to be European. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some people don't know that Georgia is a country and it's kind of debated whether it's part of Europe, but I think it's also fairly widely accepted as being part European, part Asian. Yeah. Okay. So legend number four, Reykjavik, Iceland was named for its stinking beauty. <laughs> All right. So you've been to this city? I have been to Reykjavik, yes. Mm. I don't remember it smelling particularly bad, but 
Tell me the legend. Okay. When the Vikings landed on Iceland in the late 800s, they were stunned by its impressive nature. Their leader, Eric the Red, wrote that the raw beauty of its glaciers and volcanoes were like nothing he had ever seen. But they were also struck by the smells. The bubbling lagoons, the spewing geysers, and the piles of dead fish on the beach were like nothing they had ever smelled before. Because of this, they named their landing spot Reek Jarvik, meaning stink beauty, or as we know it today, Reykjavik. Hmm. All right. So Iceland is on a geothermal fault line. So it has a lot of geothermal activity, and yeah, there are a lot of hot springs and pools, and those smell strongly. I guess if you're coming from Scandinavia, does that not smell? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Dead fish? I mean, come on, they're Vikings. Yeah. But okay, so this reek thing is interesting, this Icelandic. I mean, it's Germanic, other than knowing that I don't really know much about Icelandic as a language, but... A cool thing about Iceland is its late discovery in human history. So, yeah. you know, there are no indigenous people to Iceland. It really was discovered by the Vikings. I don't, Eric the Red, I guess. <laughs> sure. I remember I smelled really bad because <laughs> Iceland is so expensive to travel around and I didn't want to pay like 100 euro per night for a like tent. Mm-hmm. So I slept in the car and just used like public toilets and did not shower for nine days. So I did not, <laughs> did not shower for nine days. So I certainly- So maybe you were the stinking beauty. I was the stinking beauty. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's probably pretty true. <laughs> oh, but one of those is a lie. Yeah. Well, could you remind me of the four of them, please? Legend number one. Barcelona, Spain was named for its Carthaginian founder, Hamilcar Barca. Legend number two. Antwerp, Belgium was named for throwing a giant's hand in a river. Legend number three. Tbilisi, Georgia was named for the hot springs where a king's falcon died. And legend number four. Reykjavik, Iceland was named for its stinking beauty. You made one of those up. Yeah. All of those are told by people who actually live there as the foundation of their city or the naming. Except one, I just sat around, came up with it, and then told you the story. Oh, boy. that's This is hard. Wow. I'm not sure even where I would start. I did seem pretty convinced that Barcelona, <laughs> that sounds reasonable to me. <laughs> Why though? Was it because there was a person of history involved or? Yeah, that one's weird because it's more historical. Like yeah. that actually could have really happened. Yeah. There's no mythological creature. Or even really a story other than powerful military man found city. <laughs> <laughs> That's usually how cities work. Yeah. My instinct was with the Roman soldier in Antwerp. Mm-hmm. Given other names of cities in that area, my instinct, if I had to you know, just guess before yeah. we even started what the etymology of the names in that area would be, I would think that there would you know, be many Germanicized Latin names. Okay. So for this to be fully Germanic, but then the story has a Roman guy in it, I'm a little suspicious of that. Do I think that you completely came up with the throwing of the giant's hand? I don't know. But also at the same time, Antwerp is the only one on the list that I have not been to. So I, <laughs> I, did, I do not know if there really is a statue. <laughs> So I'm suspicious of that one, but I think that 
it's believable enough. I don't think you fully made that up. What about Georgia? The Georgia one, yeah. That one seems more like one you would make up. It was so simple. (laughs) And then Reykjavik, that just seems like a Viking thing, I guess. (laughs) Linguistically, I don't have any kind of intuition on that. Sounds a bit fake, but in a way that like, that's how legends are. Yeah. Folk etymology. They made up this history of their city's name. Mm -hmm. They made this legend. So I think that the legendary aspect, maybe you made it up. Maybe the Icelandic people made it up. I don't know. Yeah. I have to pick one. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to guess that the lie is Tbilisi. I want to believe that there's a way cooler legend that you are going to share now after the reveal. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It was too simplistic. Just like, oh, the falcon died. And then I thought this would be a cool place for a city. (laughs) And then it didn't even name it after the falcon. (laughs) So your guess is legend number three. Legend number three. Okay. The one I made up is legend number four. Oh, it was Reykjavik. Yeah. Oh, I should have known. <laughs> <laughs> but the Belisi one is interesting. I don't have a better legend to give you, but part of it is the king was like just astounded at the idea of hot springs. He was so, so impressed that the water was hot. He was like, I have to found a city here. I cannot move from I this spot. I guess if if you're from like the steppes of Eurasia, yeah. there's no fault line around there. So they wouldn't know. Right. Reykjavik. I should have known. Reykjavik. I, had a, I did have a kind of feeling about the etymology. The actual source of Reykjavik, the name, according to tradition, in 874, the Norseman Ingolfur Arnarsson named it Reykjavik, meaning the Bay of Smokes. Because of all the steam rising off of all of Because of the, the lagoons. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. But it's Reykjavik and then Vik is like Viking. Oh, yeah. Oh, I should have known that too because they, there's an entire town in Iceland called just Vik and there's like Husavik and they have just named like Vik. Yeah. I definitely didn't give that enough scrutiny. <laughs> and Eric the Red, like you just picked like one of the most famous Vikings. Yep. He was uh, not alive at that time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, so it's oh. Smoke Bay. It's not Stinking Beauty. <laughs> that was pretty good. You got me. I, I should have known. Thanks for listening to the I Should Have Known podcast. Check us out on social media to get extra fun facts and to let us know what you want to hear in future episodes. And don't forget to follow or subscribe. You can even let your friends know about your new favorite trivia podcast. I think the Krakow story is still the (laughs) coolest one.